welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Blaster Master Part 2 for the NES. All right, friends, thanks for joining us here in this part two for Blaster Master. Last week, we went over the gameplay, our histories with this game, and some of our general thoughts. Oh, yeah. And this week, we're going to jump right into our level by level. So this game is laid out in some pretty interesting uh, ways because it doesn't have discrete side-scrolling levels. We did say this is more of a Metroidvania-style game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in, I think you also said that these are separated into areas. Is that right? Yeah. So each area is a distinct place with a boss to fight. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just going to talk about each area in general and then talk about the bosses. Sounds good. Because I don't think we really went into it as much last time, but this game... Is big. There's a there's a lot of levels to explore. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's eight areas, kind of like we kind of mentioned. There's some backtracking. They don't all connect sequentially, right? And as you go further into the game, these areas open up, and they are pretty big. And if you don't know exactly where to go, then you can you know mess around in a lot of side areas you never even need to go to. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's the the double edged sword of exploration games. You know. Oh, yeah. So when you start the game, you get that awesome cutscene we talked about with the tank revving up and then shooting out of the cave or tunnel you're in. Mm-hmm. It tells you you have left two. Yes, that's your, your two lives. Yeah. Interesting. And then, then there you are. You're out. You're out on like uh, the plains. There's some mountain in the background and it doesn't really explain anything. And you're just ready to rock and roll with a lot of enemies flying around right away. You can only head right here and... You'll see a few of the basic enemies here. There are those, I'm calling them birds, even though they're not really birds. I don't know what you would call them, but you'll see a few of them swooping in in their wavy pattern. Um, and yep. as well as these like rock creatures. They definitely look like rocks of some sort. Yeah, you, you can have like the, there's the little ones that, you know, they'll they'll crawl around the surface of a thing. And if they see you, then they kind of shoot out at you. That's That's an enemy behavior we'll see from some more enemies later. Mm-hmm. And like you said, in these first few areas, you really don't have any choice of where to go. You go down through a cave, and then you're out into like a weird forest, and then you finally get your first ladder. Yeah, there's, and that just leads you down to a, uh, one of the first of several little rooms that you can explore in the overhead capacity. And these ladders are generally in places where you know only the human out of the ship can go, or the tank. Yeah, yeah. So when you see a ladder, you know, that's your cue to explore. But funnily enough, you actually don't have to go there at all. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I usually do poke around and there's a, a one of the rooms here that has a flashing gun. So that'll power you up to level four. So you can in and out. The power ups will return. So okay. you can max out your gun there. But you don't really need it. I can beat this first boss with just grenades. And you can get a max gun just in the final area alone now the interesting thing is to get to the final area where you need to go 
you have to go underwater with just a human. Yeah, I mean, you could take your tank down there, but you need a ladder to, you have to climb the ladder and the tank cannot. So it's it's uh, down in the bottom right kind of of the map. You know, there's there's two areas where you can go underwater and this is the farthest one from the entrance. So hint, hint. Yeah, and once you go through the door, the perspective changes. It's now overhead. Captain Hello Kitty is out and about walking <laughs> around. And you have a whole new set of enemies to deal with in this perspective as well. Yeah, you've got these little two-legged they kind of remind me of the what is that boxy robot from star wars i mentioned it in one episode a while ago you know what i'm talking about the, the power the gonk droid yes the gonk droid they kind of look like that but very small mm -hmm. and then you have these uh classic video game enemies the creature or whatever that only goes left and right when you cross its path yeah yeah they're like traps or something i don't know yes but once you're upgraded past the very first gun a lot of those things become very easy to deal with because you can shoot around corners or sideways. You're always encountering them where you're at the right angle to take care of them before they attack you. Sure, sure. There, there are those. Um, we'll see one of these large. They look almost Lovecraftian. These big gray kind of. I don't know how to describe it. Creatures, but they. I yeah. I uh, well, there's like the statue one. Is that what you're talking about? With the it shoots the things out of its eyeball. Um, yeah, it like shoots out these orbs or whatever that come at you that you know that that's one where i really like being able to shoot around corners to get mm -hmm. and then you fight a giant terminator head or yeah, a few it, of them <laughs> the, yeah this cyborg head is one of my favorite enemies they're really it looks cool. awesome yeah and but they drop missiles when you kill them and they, but they take a ton of hits yeah that's when it's time to bust out and ah here's something i, I didn't mention last week for my uh, recent experience but this is a game that i always played with turbo so <laughs> turbo grenades is a uh, force to be reckoned with. Oh, yeah. And I think hilariously, a uh, friend of the show, Bill, put out there on one of their social medias that he beat it with the NES Advantage. Like that's like somehow a lesser uh, achievement. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that joystick. I, I used to play this with the NES Max. Oh, and I don't like that thumb thing. No, I don't. I don't either. But that's it's tough because you have to use that ring around the edge. That's what I always did. But I think yeah. as an adult, I would be better with the advantage than i was as a kid sure yeah yeah but i but, don't feel like using a uh auto fire or a rapid fire is really cheating in this game at all yeah yeah i it's almost necessary i think <laughs> although when i just out. beat it i did not use it so oh okay you know me quick thumbs mcgee <laughs> oh that'll i don't know <laughs> oh i felt it after a while uh, don't get believe. me wrong <laughs> uh, and you always feel it after a boss fight yes our first one here is against a brain. I thought referred to as Mother Brain. Oh, yeah, I haven't. They, they did not name any of the bosses in the manual, so uh, I don't know. And this brain, it's uh, creepy. It flies around with its uh, little brain stem sticking out. They make a circular orbit around it. Yeah, there are tiny brains spinning around it. And you're supposed to get inside that, I guess, to fight it. Yeah. I kind of felt like I was in and out. I had the super powered up gun, so I wasn't really sure. I didn't have to be so close to it to grenade it. Yeah, I usually just run up with turbo grenades at the beginning. But, you know, I'll, I'll let the circle appear around me and just blast. You can kill that thing in like 10 seconds before before the, okay. you know, the circle starts to flatten in certain dimensions. So, you, yeah, that's what happened to me. Yeah, if you can get them fast enough, then you don't have to worry about it. Now, is this one of the bosses you can use the grenade trick on? Uh, no, 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 sir. Okay. And then once you beat the boss, you get the first gun upgrade. Yes. As we learned, it's the hyper. Uh, then you got to go back through the level fighting these like, 
I guess they're robots, but I think of them, they look more like golems of some sort. Well, there are those like jellyfish that are underground too, or underwater. And one thing, yes. And one thing I think about when I play this game that blows my mind sometimes is that you're, you're a guy in a tank. So these robots are like gigantic robots. Yeah, they are enormous. Man, you have to fight through a bunch of them and make your way back to the bottom left of this first area yeah, or above the water. Yes, there's a, a wall. Then this is really what your hyper is for. Like there's a, a wall with a demonic face on it that will shoot at you and you can't. Hurt and does it. it have like does it have like a tentacle mustache? It, it sure looks like it. There's something going on there. That door is creepy and I love it. I just wish there were more of them. Yeah, so you might have, you know, if you were exploring, this is pretty close to the beginning, so you might have bumped up against it, but it cannot be hurt until you got that hyper shot. Yeah, and then once you do destroy it, there's just a door to go through like any other. Uh, after that, you find mines, possibly for the first time. They're super annoying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because Again, they're too low. These mines are at least, uh, I would say, 15 feet across. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in scale. <laughs> Yeah, these are some giant mines. And when you blow them up, they still release an explosion, like a little ball. That's the most annoying part. Yeah, they drop little shots. And, and you know, this is another part of that shot economy where it's like the, the three shots it drops out are just the same bullets. Like the ones there are those kind of sprinkler looking things that hang from the ceiling and they'll shoot out the same thing mm-hmm. left and right. But once you make it to the bottom, you find your entrance to area two. And area two is uh, interestingly enough castle themed. Yeah, which is, uh, it's a good looking level. I really like the backgrounds here. Oh, yeah. I like the backgrounds and the foregrounds. Oh, mama. Well, you get some of these like cool pillars. And while it is a little repetitive once you're in the brick area, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they do a good job of like, at least as you go further and further into the castle, giving you some new and varied backgrounds along the way. Right away, when you're, you, you enter this level going over a bridge, and this a, is where you'll destroyed bridge. Oh, yes. Yeah, you have to jump over. There's spikes below. Avoid them. But that's where you'll first see those little uh, the worms. Oh, yes. The worst enemy in this game. They can be a pain in the butt. If, you, uh, if you're ready for them, you can, they typically drop out of the sky. So you can hit them while they're in the air. But once they hit the ground, they come at you. And they're too low to hit. So hopefully you have some missiles or a thunder break. Yeah. I, I find the thunder break very unreliable against them. Oh, well, it's, <laughs> it's always about those missiles. Agreed. And then for the most part, through this level, through this area, I should say, it's pretty self-explanatory on where to go. Yeah, you'll see some uh, destroyable blocks and walls at points, but you can't mess with them yet. Yeah, you don't know they're destroyable at this moment. I do want to give a special shout out to the awesome uh, like gargoyle backgrounds and just like one or two hallways that never get reused. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, and I also really hate the area that's full of lava and the worms yes you you, it's like a long vertical passage a lot of this level is very vertical we should say and the way enemies like enter or leave your field of view is very awkward yeah because when they leave the screen they'll they'll stop moving so if you don't jump up you know they'll just kind of stay frozen there there are certain spots where you know we'll see those like skulls that come and drop a little cannonball type attack yep and if you, as, you know, you'll have just gotten up to a new platform. As long as you don't jump up, it won't trigger them because they're off the screen. But those worms are also always usually triggered by a vertical movement as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if you move too quickly, you really will overrun yourself or overwhelm yourself with like a bunch of stupid little worms. Yeah. And they don't do a lot of damage, but, you know, that won't stop you from getting 
or getting it's sounding like you're getting hit. So yeah. don't panic, but you'll hear the like and and it scares you. Really, the the big threat here is that red liquid, the lava, I guess. Yes. Or spikes like that does a lot more damage than any of these monsters. Along the way towards the end, you're going to fight some what looks like ladybugs, gray ladybugs flying around. <laughs> yeah, these weird orbs, they fly in the air and <laughs> they're a little pain because they do uh, move pretty quickly and they will move at you. Most enemies don't come straight to you, mm -hmm. to you or to you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you follow your path and you will be at the final doorway, the overhead section that has our boss. Yeah, and I love the entrances to these because they look like a little like tower, a short tower with the door in it. Like, ah, it looks really good. They do look really cool. Uh, now, this uh, overhead level is also really weird. You start out with a bunch of creepy enemies, uh, namely eyeballs flying around right away. Yeah, they fly through the screen. And sometimes they like I've seen it like swarm like weird ways like i don't know they'll, they'll kind of like half follow you through a screen to another one uh, it's it's pretty weird and then my other least favorite enemy of the game is found here and that is i, I don't know what you'd call it, it looks kind of like a martian or that's what i thought yeah some sort of like wizard martian it has like a <laughs> cloak which it throws off and then starts teleporting around yeah generally just try to take care of those as soon as you can but I, I really I don't know if there's a pattern to how they move, but I was never able to figure it out. Mm, yeah. And this um, overhead part is this is a, a more Zelda ish style where you have little square rooms that you explore door by door. Like it doesn't scroll like our previous one. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't really think about it, but they go back and forth between those two styles. Yeah, yeah. Another enemy we'll see here is the like gun platform that shoots. It's like four barreled north, south, east, and west, and will shoot at you. Pretty easy to take care of. And the thing I think is interesting is most of the boss overhead areas are way more linear than the side areas. Mm -hmm. And this one, um, and something else we didn't touch on um, is that Jason is right-handed, so your gun is on your right side when you shoot. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a pain in the butt, but you can use it to shoot things while staying out of their their i don't know um <laughs> line of fire yes their line of fire <laughs> yeah it's very useful especially on like very narrow walkways that you get to later in the game where there's uh enemies on them also shooting at you mm -hmm. and of course we didn't mention the spikes oh sure there's they're in just about every overhead level and you get hurt when you step on them so it's uh it's probably the number one way of losing your gun power. Oh, definitely. It's not the enemies. It's just the spikes. Yeah. And it's it's something that uh, I just wish that like I've, I've seen videos of people fighting bosses with the grenades. And I am like, I wish I was that good because then you just wouldn't have to worry about, you know, there there are some. Well, we'll mention it when we get there. But later, there's some levels that you can skip huge rooms by just walking through a few spikes. And if, <laughs> if you don't care about your gun, it saves a, a lot of time and effort. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's really the greatest uh change in addition to the blaster master zero franchise is that one hit rechargeable shield yeah that and recharging hover oh yeah oh, it automatically does <laughs> yeah so you make your way through this area and you'll get to the boss which is a very strange looking boss uh what is it i i don't know uh, i always thought it looked like a plant kind of but i guess that's just because it's it's green here right uh, it's green and orange the center's orange it has like a giant mouth maybe venus flytrap style yeah, in the middle yeah. but mandibles coming off the front yes uh two sets of ball arms that move around wildly with claws on the end crab yeah. claws so 
you want to avoid those, and it shoots projectiles out of its mouth towards you, but they are destroyable. And its weak spot is the, not the center mouth, but the mandibles. Yeah. And this is a boss you can use the pause trick on, correct? Definitely, yep. Uh, but without it, it's still a pretty easy boss. Yeah, I would say so. You, you know, especially if you have the the max gun and you just stay down there and shoot away. And once you have defeated it, you are rewarded with another piece for your ship, the Crusher, which allows you to break those blocks you saw earlier and drove past. Now, when you defeat a boss, it very nicely redeposits you at the beginning of the level, so you can just leave. It's so cool. <laughs> I did want to say there are certain levels where if you don't pick up that piece, you can go down, and if there are any guns you didn't collect, like if you got hit while you're fighting the boss... The boss is dead. The piece is there. You can leave, go back, collect the guns, and then go back to the boss. A lot of the enemies will still be dead. Or you're not the boss, but you can go back in and just grab the piece before you warp out, you know? Okay, cool. And on the downside, though, you do walk out that door, and you are still where you were at in the level. It doesn't restart you in the entire area. Correct. So now you must backtrack. Yeah, and now that you can destroy those blocks, might take a little hint there. And uh, there's actually two areas that you can discover where one of which is a very tall shaft. You can't get up there yet, but... Keep uh, in no. mind. Yeah, yeah. But another one will lead you to Area 3. Yes. And Area 3 is like a techno zone. Yeah, it's got kind of a, a warehouse vibe at points. You'll see, you know, there's a lot of high-tech backgrounds and things as well as boxes and i don't know it's it's a pretty cool and looking level a ton more of those worms oh sure and uh and we'll also have these little enemies that look kind of like a canister on legs when you get close they'll drop out some cannonballs I, that will roll I love along. these guys oh they look awesome but they can be and a pain in the butt <laughs> they can be uh, to me it's like that you've like caught them they're like oh and they nervously like spill all their bombs <laughs> yeah. out because they just start... like fall out of them yeah they run yeah. away yeah yeah and they'll uh, start running at you, and uh, but they're not too uh, powerful. So, and this is the thing: the other first area where the ceiling uh, cannons are that rotate and lob out a lots of balls, and those are the ones that give you hovers. Yes, extremely important. There's also some trilobite style enemies that are just uh, ride around back and forth. Nothing too exciting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll and they'll lob another one of those cannonball type the the strong projectile at you. So beware. Now, you also encounter your first red enemies in this area, mm -hmm. and they uh, take more shots, and the ones you find first are the ceiling-mounted creatures. Yeah, and they will, you can destroy them before, you, and that's the best way to do it, because if you get under them, they will open and drop a little red worm, which is even more deadly and a pain in the butt like the previous. But red worms do also drop hover. Yes, which is, <laughs> will become a precious commodity pretty soon. Yes. Now, you make your way through this techno zone to the final area. I do like the final area before you get to the boss zone where it's like a black and green, like a server or something like that. Oh, yeah. Super computer vibes. Yeah, yeah. But this uh, overhead area with the boss is also very kind of technological as well. Yeah, and we'll see little common, in, you know, these little walkie bots like we mentioned earlier, the gonk droids, but they're the red ones here that will shoot at you. And they're fast. They like come at you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is a level where, aside from the spikes, you've got a lot of, like, snaky hallways. And having that max gun, you can shoot right through the walls. It helps a lot. Yeah, these overhead areas are super easy if you have max gun. Because you're so wide, the area of shot, that you just, uh, you, you don't even have to be lined up with an enemy to kill it. 
No, no. Here we'll see these laser cameras, kind of, turrets here for the mm -hmm. first time. They move along typically the top of the screen, and if you go across them, they'll shoot a little laser beam at you. It's pretty strong. And uh, I love how, like, utilitarian they look. Yeah, yeah, they, they look really cool. They just look like some sort of, like, tech box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, this is not a fancy laser. This is a working man's laser. That's right. <laughs> and finally, you will get to a boss here. And what a boss. Yeah. And some cubes. Yes, the computer cube room. And this is a weird boss fight because I wasn't sure if I was doing it right. Yeah, it can be strange at first because you'll see a computer cube will kind of appear out of the blackness. Uh-huh. And, you know, if you're smart, you start attacking right away. But, you know, it'll it'll usually move like a, a little bit and shoot one of several projectiles. Sometimes you get a, a triple spread. Sometimes you'll get this like rotating laser bar that <laughs> comes at you. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way of putting it. It looks like a like a Tempest or similar like Atari or like an old <laughs> arcade artifact. Yeah, yeah. And whether you destroy it or not, after a few seconds, it will turn like a dark purple and then it's invincible and another one appears and so on and so forth until there's like 10 of them. And I, I don't know exactly how many. Right. But you can also destroy them before they turn purple if you're good enough. Yeah. And they always appear in the same order. So this is a boss that once you've fought it a few times, you can really tear it up because you'll know right where the next one is. Oh, uh, yeah. This one really, for me too, it, it was one where I was like, I usually fight it with grenades, but with that strafe baby, ooh, I could just barely have to move. I don't know. It's awesome. Yeah, I can see you tearing it up pretty quick. Now, once you've defeated this boss, you are given what could be the most useful upgrade in the game. The hover. The very precious hover. Although I hate to say it, I didn't use it as much as I would like because I was always afraid I'd need it when I didn't have any hover juice. Yeah, the the rate of consumption of it is pretty high. And given that... You know, when you use it, you know, it takes you a minute to get up in the air. You're, you know, you don't really have enough time to just, I wish you could just use it more supplementarily instead of just as a, a way to get from point A to point B where you need, you have to use it, you know? Yeah. And the place you have to use it now is the very beginning of the game, like the screen you started on. That's right. The, that cliff, you got to head back. But luckily, since... This game does a good job of building in uh, shortcuts. There were some destroyable blocks you might have bumped up against before on your way in here in Area 3. And now that you have the hover, you can get to the other side of them and blast your way up. And then the destroyable blocks also allow you to cut through a bunch of Area 2. So you can get back relatively quickly. Yeah, it's not bad. And luckily, there's a flashing hover at every break. So if you have any hover, you'll be able to get up and around. Yeah, that cliff, like, it's got, like, what is it, three or four? At least three of them. Yeah, and, and there's an enemy on them, but, you know, as long as you have at least four hover, it, depending on how good you are, <laughs> you can get up there, avoid the enemy, grab that hover, and that's more than enough to get you to the next jump, and you make your way up to the top, which enters into another shaft that you fall all the way down. Yeah, you're inside a tree with more of those rock guys, and then you move to level four, the underground sewer zone there's yeah. some caves to begin with you are in these underground caverns over a nice looking uh underwater lake or river mm -hmm. and you know you're going to start seeing a lot of the enemies repeating from this point on yeah and this area at first is pretty easy to find your way through you know when you're in the caves when you get down to the actual sewer level it it looks very samey and it's easy to get lost and i think that's actually by design though because 
I mean, the way it's laid out as well is kind of a maze. Yeah, yeah, totally. The only other new enemy that I think you'll find in here are those weird, what looks like flying turtle shells. Yeah, or the, the flies that move up and down. And those flies. I like those flies. They're easy to kill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, towards the end of this area, you do have to use some hover to make your way through. Yeah, so, you know, there are a couple spots in the sewer actual where you'll you'll have those quote-unquote birds, and that's your best bet here for getting your hovers. Yes, but you don't need a ton. And then the no. overhead area with the boss is kind of interesting and new because it starts you out in a like wide open field. And this is a, another uh, smooth scrolling overhead, mm -hmm. not a room by room. Yeah. And this this is a which a, I think now that I'm thinking about it, Nick, it does that when they're outdoorsy is the scrolling. And then into, inside like a base is when it's room by room. Mm. That's pretty awesome. This is um a fascinating level for me because. You know, this this has a uh, like green floors and there are these paths over water, which if you walk off that path, you're dead. Uh, the floor looks cool. Yeah. And, and you know, but you can see all these other paths sometimes you can't get to. And it wasn't until I was looking at the maps for this game and, and kind of exploring it where I realized where I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. All of the overhead areas are really just one big area subdivided in the yes. game, you know. And, and the only enemy I think you're going to fight in this area is this new, like, a uh, humanoid suited black character. They are a pain in the butt because they will shoot at you. And they're typically, a lot of times, they're on these thin walkways that you're forced to move along. And this was an area where that strafe saved my life so many times because instead of having oh, to, I can see that. you know what I mean? Round the corner, shoot at them, get shot at, duck back and repeat. It's like, you can just face the right way and blast them before you even get there. And if you have the gun fully charged, you know, on these short walkways, it's pretty easy to line yourself up with them to the edge of your firing will hit them and nothing they shoot will hurt you. Yeah. And then finally the boss of this area is is it your frog? It's a giant frog. I've heard it called Fred. Fred, I, I guess it's this one. Uh, technically, in the book, it was the one in level six. Um, spoilers, there's another frog, even though this is the green one. So, I mean. Although I it know. does not have eyes. <laughs> it's kind of a weird looking frog. <laughs> and this frog has three attacks. It uh, has a tongue. Mm -hmm. It spits out these weird balls that have a very odd and very shallow trajectory in front of it. Yeah. And then it has like a homing fire. Yeah. And it does them in that order. Yeah, that's that's the key. And it's also hopping around and it will like hop down to your level kind of so you can kind of lead it around the room. Yes. But if you do your strafing trick and just stand towards the side of it. Yeah. Like it's it never ever is like a danger. I don't know. I, 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 I never thought I was going to get hurt by this boss. No, it's it's not too tough. Um, it is vulnerable to the grenade trick. Okay. Um, but I think. Uh, the only time it's you can hurt is when its mouth is open. Yeah, and it, it can be kind of tough because you have to hit it right in its mouth. Like there's a certain, you know, some of the hitboxes are kind of hard to make out at first in this game. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's why I didn't like using the grenade is because uh, you have to be so close. Yeah, that's for certain bosses. It can be. I don't know. I've seen other people, you know, make great use of it, but uh, it's it's more of a like you're just trying to kill it as fast as you can before it shoots back thing, you know? Yes. And once you do kill it, you are rewarded with what? The key. Yes. The worst item of all. <laughs> Which, you know, here, once you have that, you can backtrack through the, the whole sewer. Hopefully you've got some hover to make a few 
upward jumps, but once you actually get into the sewer part again, you're good. And back near the very beginning of the game, you might have noticed, or I'm sorry, the very beginning of this level, you might have noticed where you go through a door to the right, and there is there are two walls made of stone bricks, and they both have a keyhole block on the on them. So you open it, and then you'll have to exit Sophia the Third, climb up a ladder, a few screens, and then make your way down as Jason to the other side to open the door to drive the tank through. Hurting yourself at least once or twice on the way over. Well, in the Japanese version, when you get to the top of that ladder, there are no platforms. There's one square of ladder, and you have to make a blind leap of faith and hope that you can catch yourself on that ladder or die. That is horrible. Yeah. I, I read that it was like the... Nintendo of America or something, they were like, you have to change this. This is BS. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard enough as it is because you want to jump off those platforms, but they're spaced in such a way that if you do, you are definitely taking damage. Nope, nope. Take it slow. Take the ladders, little drops, you know. And then right there is the entrance to level five. Yes. And level five is the water zone. And it starts by throwing you into that water right away and you sink. You really, there's not much you can do. Yeah, um, you're in your tank, and pretty much you just keep heading down into this cavern underwater. There are a lot of those little worm swimming. or They look like little men here, I think. But Yeah, I thought they were like uh, little robots or men in dive suits. Sure, yeah. But this area is really hard because you are outside of Sophia, and uh, you're, you're going along as your little man, and there's lots of guys to fight. And in those tight corridors, you're taking hits. Sure, uh, the... Like we said, those little robot men, they will typically, I found that it's like you want to get in front of them and shoot and you have to keep moving kind of up and down because anytime yeah. you cross their path, they'll shoot. It's those uh, crabs, the robot crabs that are the real hard ones. Yeah, the shells. I just avoided them. <laughs> yeah, there's not much point to fighting these enemies here, but you make your way through quite a few screens until you get to, like you'll pass from the brown cave area into a blue area and you know you're on the right track. And hopefully you have your gun maxed out by the time you get to this boss. Yes. And it's interesting because this boss is like, you know, it's the first thing you do in this area. Not not the last. Yeah. Well, it's a yes. This boss, this is a, another very snaky overhead level where, you know, shooting through walls, super important. But I also don't think there's a single new enemy in this area at all. Yeah. This does have an area down. It's kind of like you go down and then to the right and when you do that corner, that that's a gotcha moment right there. You go through this door and it's like there's a little gonk droid dude and a camera laser right there. And it's like if you're not ready for it, you'll probably get hit. But at the end of this road is the boss. And what a boss. My favorite named boss. Possibly one of all time. It was the Plutarch the Crab? I thought it was Crabulous. Uh, I mean, whatever you want to <laughs> name. I, I, like I said, did you call it Plutarch? Plutarch in the Did you call it Plutarch? Yeah, from the Worlds of Power book. Man, I, I don't know which one I like more. <laughs> Those are both great names, but this is a pretty weak boss. Well, if you have the maximum gun, you're, it's not too bad, but he's really hard, and especially if you don't strafe, because it will shoot so many bubbles, and they keep getting faster and faster as it gets wounded. And that's its only attack, is it's just spewing out bubbles in front of you. But when yeah. you have that max strength gun, you can force these bubbles away from you. Yeah, you, yeah, you can blast them. You know, the strafe makes this boss total cake. But if you don't have it, then it can be pretty tough because it can catch you from angles and stuff. Like, it's kind of weird. And, and if you take one hit, it really reduces your firepower to the point where 
Like, this is where I, I used to get stuck because if you die here, you have no gun, then it's like, well, where do you go to fill it up? Where do you go now? Where do you go? You have to go way back. Like, you know, there's a room nearby. You might be able to fill it up, but it's, now a, it's the, a pain in the butt. Downside is what you what you uh, have gotten once you've beaten this is the, what is it called? The dive? Yeah, the part. dive. And it lets your vehicle now swim, but you have to get back to that vehicle. Yeah. So you start start swimming your butt off to head back. And what's interesting is you get it into the vehicle and you can't just go back up the way you came. You now have to go through a bunch of these uh, winding, twisting passages to the left to get all the way back to where you were. Yeah, because it's like it's kind of gated off by these destroyable blocks that you can't. I don't think you can aim up while you're swimming up there to blow nope. to break them. So but you uh, do make your way all the way back over. And then at the top right is your little path to the next level. Area six, the ice yeah. zone. Yes. And if you thought ice was bad, what if they mixed it with giant mines and giant worms? <laughs> well, you're going to find out. Ugh, this level, like you, you're you already have so much momentum in the Sophia the third and then now ice. It's like, ew. I do like the little tiny robots that are in this area that you fight, like the little men. But man, this level is such a, a pain. This is a weird level, too, because I, I would get lost in this when I was actually playing it, you know, uh, since my childhood, because there is all of these maps have essentially a wraparound that you won't realize. But here, you know, and that's vertical and horizontal. So that's why there's a certain spot towards the end where, you know, you've been jumping up all these woof, like you go up all these towers and then it's like, all right, you got to jump across some very tough jumps on these platforms with low ceilings and mines. Oh, yeah. And my favorite thing is on the way up to those platforms is uh, two hovers out on a ledge that, of course, your momentum is going to throw you right off that ledge. Yeah, I, I don't mess with them. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, there's these uh, crazy jumps across two huge areas you got to get through. And is that where you would get messed up? Um, well, yeah, because it's like you'll fall down and then you got to like loop around again and stuff. But once you get through you, um, this top area, there is a spot where you can go right. You, you know, there's two doors. You can go right to the boss room. Mm -hmm. But if you go left, you're back at the beginning of the stage and you can't go back down because you had to blow up destroyable blocks in, uh, in the, well, now they're in your floor, you know, the ceiling. It's like, once right. you pass that, uh, and I've done that before, and I'm like, what the hell? It sucks. And I do want to say the backgrounds in these ice caves and all the ice effects themselves are really cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the path to the boss is always up and to the right. You, you just go to the right and up, that's it. You'll make it there. Yeah, and then now, in this overhead level, which is super spiky, you know, there are some normal floors, but there are also ice floors here, and they will they will send you sliding a few. They are so hard to deal with. You, like, have to go at them at an angle, I think, when you're doing a corner. And there's, like, a sea of these eyeballs flying around. Sure, yeah. And, th and this those is... wizard dudes? Oh, this <laughs> level's awful. This part, I wish I was good enough with grenades to not care about my gun, because there are, you know, it zigzags around these seas of spikes, but if you just don't care, it's like you can just, man, run over, I'll take one hit, and then boom, I'm in the next room, you know? Yeah, and then my favorite is that towards the end of this level is an area where they're like, do you want to go across the sea of ice and spikes, or take an extra long route around? <laughs> yeah. And you know, I took that extra long route, because those that ice just is too much. Yeah, I wish I would have. I didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, then you make it to the boss of this area, and it is not an ice-themed boss. It is a redux of an earlier boss. 
Uh, and this boss is uh, that what Nick thought was possibly a plant boss earlier, but now it's all green. So this is probably why you thought it was more planty. Mm -hmm. This and one, yeah, it's very similar to the fight you had with it before. Yeah, it's just tougher. And now it's shooting these weird fireball kind of things out of the ends of its quote unquote arms. And the arms, I think, can extend further than they could the first time. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And those projectiles that it shoots, you can't destroy like you can its, its mouth bullets. But it is vulnerable to the grenade trick like its uh, relatives. So that's a good way <laughs> I was to do muted, it. but I just said the exact same thing. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I, this this is a boss where you really want to use that trick. If you're if you're going to use it at all, this is a great time to pull it out. It's, it is tough. I used it. This I, boss I, is just a big pain. It's very few places where you can get away from it safely and still hit hit it. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, it's arms block your shots. So it's it is tough, even even with the maximum gun. I, I was able to beat it without using the trick, but it takes forever. Yeah. Now, at this point, you're going to go back through the level from whence you came. Yeah, and there's that sh shortcut right back to the beginning that you might have accidentally taken, like I did many times in the past. Ouch. But yeah, so right away, the left side of that room, that you know, the first room you come out of, you can just warp right back to the beginning. It's awesome. Yeah. And then you have to go back to area four. Yeah, so you you know you'll come back out at the top of area five, hop through that area four, and then from area four back to area one. Or area two, is it? Oh yeah, area one to go to area two. Yeah. Because we didn't mention you finally have a new mobility changer for your vehicle. That's right. You're driving up walls now, man. That yeah. And it, like we talked about in the last episode, uh, it takes some getting used to. Oh, for sure. Um, normally, not too bad, but any sort of like blocky floor can really, it can throw you off where I'm used to being able to like drive up to it and then jump. But it's like, no, if you get that close, you're going to start going up the wall. And that's where I had most of my troubles was like trying to jump from the edge of a platform. Yeah. And instead, I would just go around the side. It's not, it's not too horrible here, but it, it will be soon. Yeah, so you're going to go back to that place in the um, castle area that had that vertical shaft we talked about so long ago, mm -hmm. and you are going to drive right up it and into the next area, seven, the fiery gates of Hades. Something, yeah, this is all, uh, this is a weird level too, although it does have awesome music. Awesome music and pretty cool graphics. I mean, you're in like this red rock cave area with lava on the floors, which will kill you so fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of the enemies you've seen have now become red, making them a little bit harder. And there's a cool spot where you have to like shoot through the ground to dig your way down. Yeah, yeah. There's um, there are a couple, a couple of rooms. Yeah. yeah, I like that mechanic. It's pretty fun. I don't like that the ceiling cannons that give you the hover are just out of jumps room on the long the oh, long yeah. corridors. Not getting those back. No. But this level is interesting because it's like lots of long straight passages. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. Like that, they're, they're, I thought were fairly easy. Yeah, they're just like these long sequences. And I was always like, "Am I going the right way, or is this?" A, you know, I'm like, "Is this an endless loop?" But it's not. No, it may feel like it, but you're just going left to right like the entire time. Pretty much. Um, eventually, you go through the right door. You'll end up in an area with a green background, and this is a very it kind almost of looks like an, yeah, yeah. It looks almost like an overhead level, but you're you know you need that wall climb to get up to certain areas to get to the boss room. I think I use a hover in here too. Oh, sure. Yeah. Just because it's made easier. And then this boss area is hilarious because it is just one long, windy walkway. Yeah, you start pretty close, kind of, but it's just like keep going along. 
crossing, looping back and forth, snaking your way around to the ball. And this room. is another one that I think every enemy in it is just one of those uh, black guys in suits. Mm, yeah, yeah. And the boss here is uh, another frog. This one is orange. He's a lava frog, man. Yeah, yeah. And he does everything he did before. He does the hop a little quicker and a little more to you this time. Mm -hmm. And the same attacks, except for uh, the fireballs sometimes come in waves of three. Yeah, you do get a, a few more there. They kind of they look like they bounce, too, when he shoots them, you know? And the real key factor is that now they are random. There is not a predictable order. Yeah, this is tough, but also vulnerable to the grenade trick. Oh, is it? Ah, oh, I wish I would have done that. Yeah, it's weird because it's like it's all it's two, Where, four, six, and seven. <laughs> and it it's hard to hit though. It's hard to to hit the it's whatever its weak spot is with yeah. that grenade is, is yeah. really I think why I didn't do it. Agreed. Because if you have the super gun, it's pretty easy to stay out of its way. Mm-hmm. And shoot at it. It just takes forever. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it, it's hard to line up your shots just right, you know, even with that big field of fire. Yeah, you're only going to get one or two hits per mouth opening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you can get them off and you are given the most lackluster of all upgrades. <laughs> the wall, too. <laughs> let's you drive on ceilings awkwardly. I mean, it's only awkward because it's one of those situations where. You just keep pressing the same direction the whole time to keep moving forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. And sometimes when shooting while that's happening can be a little weird. Well, and like I would find myself using missiles and stuff a lot on accident because I was upside yeah. down, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, from here, you need to go all the way back to the castle. Which, again, there is a bit of a shortcut here uh, to get out of this level. But <laughs> after that, you have to go back basically to area two. Or no, to area three. No, yeah, you got to go to area three. So, and there's yeah. a, a spot that you had cut, gone to before, but you couldn't go to the left side of the giant room. Yeah, it was, it's like a, a snaky little passageway where you need to go up the walls, but just the wall upgrade wasn't enough because the, <laughs> the first corner you want to drive up is made of spikes. So you have, you need the ceiling one to drive across the ceiling to make it and then snake your way through. Yeah, and now you are in a love area eight, and this is when they really start ratcheting it up, the danger for your tank. This is the first level where I was really like, I, you can't just be kind of careless with your tank. You know, you, you, there's so many spikes in this level, it's ridiculous. Correct, but you know what you can be careless with in this level? And that is all of your missiles. And I were, I just was firing those things out oh, yeah. left and right, whenever I wanted. Yeah, there's no reason to save them, man. There, there are a few shortcuts if you plan yourself right. Like uh, there's the first big room where it has all these red blocks oh, and then spike blocks. I, know. I watched a playthrough and I was so mad at myself because I took forever making my way around that room. Oh, really? <laughs> and then I realized that you could just fall through that first spike. And I was like, I would have taken that hit in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. But this area just looks weird. It's like purple and red and maybe organic. It's hard to say. And, you know, the music here, not quite as catchy, but... It's kind of creepy. It's got a Metroid-y vibe with the weird sounds and yeah. stuff. And then so was the final pink blobby area of this game where you really saved them? Was that where you had to start saving? Yeah, there's a there's a passage you have to make your way through where it's that hot pink background, yeah. but it has all these spikes that you have to jump over. And there's all those worms. The red worms are coming down at you. Just I was just firing off a thousand rockets. I, man, I felt really dumb because I didn't use my 
like at the very beginning, there's a place that's a lot easier if you use your ceiling walk. You can drop over the first like two spike areas. And I did that. It's kind of tight, there's, but there's some jumps in here where it's just like it's so it's almost impossible to make the jump and not land on spikes. Yeah. Or if you get too close and start driving down into them like this is where I was like, yeah. God, I wish if I could turn this thing off like it. I stayed in here a lot. There was a couple of places where I just took the damage because I was just so frustrated. I was like, I, I, I don't know how to get through here without taking a hit. And what is one more hit on this tank? I know I'm close to the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. Which you really are. Uh, you have to go through a, some sort of weird intestiny zone. And yeah. this is uh, where those skulls that drop the, the red worms are. Mm. And yeah, the, the trick here is drive on the ceiling as much as possible. Yeah, that always helps, man. And you can get a good shot off at those skulls when they come flying out if you can. But this, to me, getting past that spike area, I was like, all right, whatever. I can deal with this. And then you head to the right from there, and there's a room full of destroyable terrain, which I thought was interesting. I didn't need it, but there's actually a gun you can uncover over there. Yeah. Like, I was, I, you just don't really see those in the side-scrolling levels, you know? I do like how disgusting that final door you walk into is. Yeah. It, they, again, it looks... Mecha or biological this whole level looks kind of like that like yeah and this final boss area is unique because it is just like one giant room with a bunch of little rooms off to the side of it yeah and if you just head straight north that's the final boss room there are other enemies to fight but you don't have to yeah i wondered i went in one or two of the other rooms and they were just empty and i was like i wonder if these were if this was supposed to be like a boss rush or and not really realized that it was horrible horrible to put, put that on, on someone yeah, well, I mean, it's just like if you went to the wrong room, it'd be like, nope, you got to fight. Like, oh, that's that's too much. Well, you enter that final room at the top and then there it is. The cover of the video game Ugh, box, the plutonium boss, which I think is cool. I'm like, oh, man, it, it, that's really the thing from the game. It's it's a pretty tough boss, too. Um, I disagree. If you have the super gun. You can just stand in the bottom middle and shoot and never get hurt with all those bouncy things. Yeah, because you push them away. I didn't notice that. I was just dodging them back and forth. I just stood in one spot and I never really? got Really? Wow, okay. I, I, didn't I mean, I could be the luckiest man alive, but I'm pretty sure it was the gun. Okay. But, uh, but you know, otherwise, its main attack is that there are a ton of balls bouncing around this room as its uh, kind of Geiger-esque uh, alien yeah. head is undulating forward. It gets up to six. It was like, it was kind of tricky for me. I You know, it's... If you have the gun, it, it, you're right. It isn't too bad. But like, if you die here, where are you going to go to get that gun back? Like, that's I remember getting here and dying was the farthest I had gotten before this playthrough. And it was I was like, I still have plenty of continues. But what am I? I'm not going back through all that crap. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't. Oh, I don't know what that's. I mean, that is what what ultimately kept so many people from beating this game. I think so. Um, it's it's rough. But you can defeat this plutonium boss. You're darn right, you can. Treat him like he's uranium. Yeah. And he'll be gone in no time. But because this is a classic Nintendo game, this is not the final form. Oh, no. Now, I guess this is the real plutonium boss who is a pretty cool looking like warrior. <laughs> he's human. He looks like a demon knight. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like. He's a, he looks like he's from, honestly, he looks like he's from a different game. His helmet reminds me of Death Dealer kind of with the horns, but he's got a shield and like a fire whip that he uses. Yeah, he's like a medieval man. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's he's pretty fast the way he moves around the room. And he chases you around and he whips and he can whip in like a 
all eight directions. Yeah, kind of. It's it's weird. Um, it has a weird angle, and he, you know, it's coming from his right hand, so there is a safe spot on the right side of the room. I didn't know about when I fought him, but <laughs> it's the bottom right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it's uh, it's a pretty easy to find spot. He just like as long as you're not too far away from him, he can't whip you. You know what I mean? Like it, his yeah. angle won't get to you. And uh, I was able to beat him without it. Like I thought he was easier than the previous boss, but I mean, it was still like I was moving a lot and constantly changing my strafe. But as long as you just keep on keep light on your feet, uh, you can beat him. You can. And then you are treated to a wonderful ending cutscene where you see whatever thing you are in crumble to the ground, Castlevania style. Mm-hmm. And the camera then pans to the right as the everything turns back to wonderfully green. And there you are sitting on top of Sophia or whatever your tank is named <laughs> with your little toad added there. Yeah. It's a really awesome shot. Yeah, it looks really good. You get that cool. It says like the end in this like radical 90s kind of fun. Well, that's. At the very end, after that, you see like a medal for the Sophia. It says like oh, Sophia yes. three Noras. Yeah, yeah. And you get a full uh, set of credits. Yeah, and it says very thanks. Oh, I, I really love the the font <laughs> of those credits. It's nice and squat. It's good stuff. And yes, at the very end, you do get a uh, very nice uh, the end. Very thanks. <laughs> uh, presented by Sunsoft. Hot dog. Right, this is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Mm, where did you land on this one, sir? I gave this game a 4.5. Okay. I loved the animations, the sprites, the backgrounds, the music. The only reason this game does not get a 5.0 for me is the enemies. Oh, yeah? They're just Too a little gray. little gray, a little bland, and they don't have a lot of animation. That's true. That's true. Um, I went with a 5.0, but, I mean, I the overhead levels, I, d- I didn't really like your, your character sprite that much. See, I do love your kind of goofy, chibi dude. I hate it. I hate his head. It's so big. Um, but I really, really love the music of this game. It's some of my favorites of the system or all video games. So for me, that like bumped it up over the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Next up is Play Control. And I gave it a 3.5. Hey, me too. You know, I think it's uh, really good in many ways. There's just a few things that really hold it back from being like really smoothly controlling like when you're in the tank it feels great until you get that wall climbing ability um yeah. the fact that you can hurt yourself when you're falling as a human in in very short ways and the fact that you waste that hover all the time on accident yeah yeah i honestly if if i were to rate this before i got the wall climb i would probably have given it a much higher score but, or maybe not much higher but higher but in general i think most of the problems or it's not really problems, but, you know, like we, we kind of mentioned before, yeah, there are certain things that normally I would be like, this jump stinks. But here I'm like, well, it's a tank and it works. And your tank is is tough enough to where it's not causing deaths usually, you know. Right. Yeah. So it didn't In bother fact, me. you know, 
I didn't bring this up before, but I, I really wish I did. Is that I, a lot of times I'll take a hit because there's so much health in the game. You know, you're going to get it back sooner than later. Oh yeah, they're they drop health all the everywhere all the time. I love it. Yeah, which I guess leads us into our next category: challenge factor. I moved with a five point <laughs> I gave it a four point five because I don't know. I, I guess I was feeling generous because so much of the game isn't hard. Oh yeah, it's really just that losing your gun and. I mean, that's the biggest offender for me where it's just like, gosh, what am I going to do now? And yeah. no passwords. And that that the last level is way harder than the rest of the game. But like you said, it's just so demoralizing to lose all of that progress you made. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, tis tough. There's no two ways about it. And finally, we have theme and fun. I gave it another 5.0. Well, that's that's kind of an amazing dichotomy there. I gave it a 4.0. Uh, because of the fact that it just gets so hard at the end, but you know, you're right. There's so much that is awesome and cool about this game. So much fun about it. Theming wise, every area is a cool, unique place. And the rooms are different enough that you can form that mental map pretty easily once you've been through an area once or twice. Yeah. And it speaks volumes that even though I know where to go and I'm in areas, I still want to be like, well, what is that room like? What's in there? Maybe I should check it out. Like, I don't know if I'm not trying to beat it. I feel like there's there's still a little something to, to poke around with that, that I, I really enjoy. And so I will ask you, as I always do, even if I think I know the answer, should you play this game? Um, yeah, don't don't be scared from its uh, admittedly deserved reputation for difficulty. Just cheat. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun, <laughs> especially if you've got the rewind feature. I mean, it's a breeze. So yeah, I will I'm, say, yes, you should play this game as well. Yeah, and you can still have fun in the first like three or four levels before it really starts to break you down, you know? And I will say that if you find it a little slow going or you are intimidated by that, you know, way we talked about how it being so hard towards the end, uh, go grab Blaster Master Zero. It is a, bla it is a blast as well. It, it's <laughs> super fun and it fixed so many of the you know, quality of life issues that we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. Then don't be confused with the knockoff Plaster Master. That's just a drywall game and it sucks. Oh, yeah, man. I mean... It <laughs> It's a little easier once you get those stilts upgrades, but <laughs> next week's game will be Home Alone for the Super Nintendo this time. <laughs> I can't wait to play my favorite movie as a game. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe this is uh, better than the NES one that we explored before. And, you know, I like the idea of the NES game. And also, yeah. I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. I do not like that movie. And I know I'm in the <laughs> vast minority here. So I'm sorry. My mom even yelled at me about it this year when I told her I wasn't going to show it to my children for Christmas. So oh. you're not changing my mind if mom can't. It's eh, it's all right, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, find a copy of that game any way you can. Maybe it's propping up a dumpster somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> but hopefully you'll join us in this uh, festive holiday game any way you can. That's right. And if you want to give Eric some guff about not liking this American holiday classic. If you want to tell me what I did and that I'm a little jerk, <laughs> feel free to do so. I'm going to take it over at our <laughs> email at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Yeah, you filthy animal. Or you can let us know on Facebook at Cartridge Command or Cart Command at the Twitterverse, where we let you know when new shows happen. And like I said, you can get a hold of us and we'll try to get back to you as soon as we, we, we see it or can. Yeah, and maybe you want to let us know, you know, if you don't like Home Alone, what's your favorite Daniel Stern slash Joe Pesci vehicle? Let let us know. I'm going to go with that camping one. Do they have? I didn't think they had another one. Well, no, it was just uh, Stern. Okay. Oh, he was in, 
Uh, what the hell? City Slickers. I like that. I did. I did. No, the camping movie wasn't that great. He, where he was like a camp counselor or maybe he kidnapped some kids and took them somewhere. I don't remember. Let me know what movie that is. But otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to say, hey, thanks to everyone that gives to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command because it's your support that makes this show happen. And we need your support because without you, this show wouldn't happen. Yeah, we love support. <laughs> I'm not joking. I mean it. I really like it. Indeed. Uh, you know, and if you don't give, uh, please consider doing so. Every little bit helps. Even a dollar. We'll take it and we'll love it. And if you don't give, please consider doing so because we'd like to expand this cartridge command empire. We're willing to play these Home Alone games, you know, so who knows what we'll do for more yeah, support. Yeah, we'd like We'd like to be playing some better games, like maybe some more <laughs> RPGs. We'll uh, do it for you. <laughs> we do. We take the bad and the good. But, you know, we could always do more. But to do more, we would need more support. So thank you guys that do give and the gals and those that are thinking about it. We thank you in advance. Mm-hmm. And until next week, as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on! Support. Support. <laughs> oh, all right. Loser. <laughs> all right. I'm going to stop. There's just a few things that stick it and, and uh, there's just a few things that get you stuck a little time. There's just a few. <laughs> there's just a few. <laughs>